Hello, and welcome to the Lemon Tree Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Allison Sukamelli. Each week, I'll be taking the science of positive psychology, adding a little humor, and through evidence-based research, provide you with tools and strategies to help you live a life of peace and purpose. In this episode, we'll be talking about the joy jar activity for the classroom or home. But first, if you want some more zen in your yoga practice, check out lotusandluna.com and receive 20% off at checkout by entering the code LEMON. Again, that's 20% off at lotusandluna.com simply by entering the code LEMON, L-E-M-O-N, just like my company name, The Lemon Tree. And teachers looking for free resources and lesson plans? Check out The Lemon Tree by AKS on TPT, formerly known as Teachers Pay Teachers. I'm constantly adding resources and lessons each week, several of which I mention on the podcast. For instance, the States Challenge, as seen on Friends, and other free activities are now available, as well as some other resources to help keep you balanced, organized, and practicing mindfulness. I'll be talking about some more lesson plans in this episode as well. So again, check it out on TeachersPayTeachers.com. My shop name is The Lemon Tree by AKS. And you can also find a link in the show notes. And if you're interested, you can join the Lemon Tree Coaching Community on Instagram for daily inspiration and friendly reminders and strategies. If you have any questions or requests, please feel free to reach out. And kind reminder that I am a certified coach and mentor. However, social media and my podcast content should never be used in place of therapy. I'm not a medical doctor, psychiatrist, or counselor. As a positive psychology coach and mentor, I am not providing healthcare, medical, or nutritional therapy services, or attempting to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any physical, mental, or emotional issues. As the founder, owner, and contributor of the Lemon Tree LLC, I accept no responsibility or liability whatsoever for any harm, real or imagined, from the use or dissemination of information contained on the podcast, on my website, or any of my social media. If these terms are not agreeable, do not engage in my services, listen to my podcast, or use suggested resources. Any content shared on my page, podcast, and social media platforms are for informational, educational, and advocacy purposes. If you are a current or past client, please be aware that by following, commenting, or liking posts, you may risk breaching confidentiality. I really do appreciate all the likes, the hearts, the applause, the stars, and brief messages of your appreciation. All are welcome, but of course, if you are seeking coaching, ethically, I cannot engage with you on any social media platforms to offer advice, answer personal questions, or DMs pertaining to specific coaching strategies. Please call, text, or email me using my professional contact information that can be found on my website at thelemontreecoaching.com, and we can set up a free consultation and figure out where to go from there. Okay, let's get into this week's episode. Welcome back to TLT. I can't believe how quickly this year has gone and all of the major life events that were packed into it. Certainly you can relate. Honestly, I think this past October was the worst month of my life for many reasons. I mentioned several reasons why throughout the past episodes, but I'm not going to rehash any of it here in this episode. 
What I am going to do, however, is provide you with some more ideas that can be used in the elementary, middle school, or high school classroom, as well as at home with your family, or if you're flying solo these days. Long ago, one of my friends and classmates from my psych program shared the idea of a joy jar that she did with her son every year. You've probably heard many variations of this before, but I'm going to give you several different ideas for implementing joy jars, happiness jars, whatever you want to call them, into your classroom or your home life. There is not one way or one right way for this to be done. The way I was first introduced to this idea was by this friend, and she and her son spent the year writing down great things, happy things, things they wanted to remember at the end of the year, dated the paper, and put it into their joy jar. Then on New Year's Eve, they would open the jar and go through all the great experiences or thoughts or instances of gratitude that they had encountered throughout the last year. I will say from experience, doing this is actually amazing. You'll be surprised at how quickly you forget the good things, whether they are small or large, and it's so nice to remember them. Especially the years when I've been home alone for New Year's, and remember alone doesn't necessarily mean lonely, but some years I was just feeling kind of blah, maybe feeling like I wasn't where I was meant to be, whatever the mildly toxic thoughts were, but then once I opened my joy jar and began to go through the things I wrote down for the past 12 months, I started to perk up remembering all the good times, experiences, lessons, and growth that I did in fact go through that previous year. I'm telling you, it's magical. Here are some steps you can take in the classroom or at home with family or individually to create a joy jar or whatever you wish to call it as follows. One, decide if your jar is going to be for multiple people or an individual. This will determine the size of your jar, your can, or your box. There are so many options for the container, which we'll get into in a second. Two, once you have decided the number of people involved in this project, select a container, be it a large jar, small can, a shoebox, again, so many choices depending on the number of participants. I tend to use a one-gallon glass jar with a lid, the Anchor Hawking Heritage Hill one-gallon glass jar with lid to be really specific, which I bought on Amazon. But again, you can choose what's going to work best for you and your situation. I do recommend that whatever container you do decide to use, it should have some sort of lid that can easily be lifted on and off to add slips of paper and at the end of the year, easily be opened, as well as preventing others, if you are sharing the container, from getting into it prior to the big opening at the end of whatever time period you set. Number three, decide what you are going to call your container. Is it a joy jar, a happiness jar? You could give it a specific family name or individual name like Joni's Joy Jar. Just whatever you do, be creative. Remember in positive psychology, creativity encompasses the ability to discover new and original ideas, connections, and solutions to problems. It's a part of our drive as humans. Creativity fosters resilience, provides opportunities for self-actualization, and sparks joy, hence the joy jar. Number four, you may also want to determine how long you are going to add things to your joy jar. 
Is it for a year, a season, like just the summer? Maybe it's a holiday vacation. Maybe you'd rather start and stop on your birthday or each family member's birthday or have a student in your class share on their birthday since the start of the school year. And of course, not everyone will then have spent as much time putting stuff into their joy jar, but still some benefits to doing this. It could also be an opportunity in the classroom to express gratitude to classmates. Number five, spend time writing down the positives, experiences, lessons, growth, and so on throughout the year. Don't be lazy about it. Do it and it will pay off when you open your jar. Honestly, I wasn't as diligent doing this for myself this year, but I'm hoping to be surprised by some of the things that I did place in my jar. Plus, there's still over a month left before the year ends, and I find myself opening it on New Year's Eve. On that note, I sometimes open it before the ball drops, other times after, it just depends. And number six, also decide where you, your students, or your family plan on keeping this jar. It should be easily accessible to everyone that is going to participate. One of the reasons I've failed about adding things to my jar this year is because I moved it to the garage, so it's not as easily accessible. But I think right now, in fact, I'm going to move it to a spot on my bookshelf so I can see it and reminded to pay attention to the good in the day and I can easily write down and submit to my jar. And research has shown that spotting the good, spotting strengths in ourselves and others is a great way to cultivate meaning and purpose in life and live what we call the good life. This, of course, doesn't mean that bad things won't happen to us, but it helps us when it comes time to choose how we react or respond to those things. And number seven, when it comes time to opening the jar and reading what's inside, family members could go one at a time drawing from the jar and reading out loud what someone wrote, which most likely will provoke reminiscing from multiple family members and sparking a conversation about the event. In a classroom setting, students could one by one draw from the class jar and read out loud to the class, or the teacher could do it, especially if you want to proofread submissions beforehand. Or, if students were tasked with their own jars for the year, the semester, a unit of study, whatever the case may be, they could all individually go through their jars, shoeboxes, liter bottles, whatever receptacle, and read on their own, which could be followed up by a short reaction paper or paragraph, depending on the grade level. Regardless, it most likely will spark conversations within the class. You could even see how many students wrote down the same thing or who came up with something completely original and wonderful. Again, so many variations to this activity. And number eight, you could even create a joy jar for a character and a piece of literature or have students spot strengths or positive events within the narrative. There's just so much room for creativity. And number nine, you can repeat the process and create as many variations as you'd like. I've been doing this for at least a decade now and really look forward to opening my jar at the end of the year. I even save a few gems from the years past and continuously reopen my jar to be reminded of those things year after year. That's why I like to date my strips of paper that I contribute to my jar, and it's really fun whether you do the activity as an individual or as a group. 
This morning, I swear synchronicity is constantly afoot after reading the nine keys of synchronicity and interviewing Dr. Philip Mary on this podcast, but I was reading Tribe of Mentors by Tim Ferriss this morning and just happened to be on Angela Gregorick's section in which she speaks about an unusual habit or an absurd thing that she loves, which happens to be creating jars. So ah, synchronicity of all the days for this section to pop up, it was right on time. And to be clear, the way I read Tim's books, I did this also with Tools of Titans, on my slow weekend mornings, slow meaning I don't have to rush to work or an appointment or an interview, I make a cup of coffee and do my morning reading from a variety of books, and Tribe of Mentors is currently one of my mainstays. But since I'm a savory reader, as you know, I only allow myself to read one person's interview at a time so the book will last as long as possible. And Aniela's just happened to be today's, and I came across it after already starting to write this episode in response to all the downloads from episode number 38 that included Thanksgiving activities for the classroom and dinner table and requests for more of that sort of thing. And if you missed it, take a look before Thanksgiving and see if there's anything you're interested in incorporating in your classroom or dinner table conversation. That entire episode is less than 15 minutes, so it's a quick lesson giving you time for lesson plans or family time utilizing the activities. And I really hope you enjoy it. And another way that Aniela's family uses jars, and this is discussed in greater detail in Tribe of Mentors, is to eliminate the use of force, manipulation, or persuasion when making family decisions. For example, they have an eating out jar, a happiness jar, and several other jars that help keep the harmony in the home, rather than bickering becoming exhausted and eventually discouraged by the time a decision was made, thus taking all of the fun out of it. She says, now we don't waste time on making simple decisions. We just pull the jar out and randomly pick one, and we all love or accept the choice. So this method would take some pre-planning, discussion rules, and incorporating everyone's input. But maybe each person gets to put in one or two suggestions. Of course, some ground rules for the options would have to be established ahead of time. And Aniela also says that her family's happiness jar was established for time in which her family was going through downtimes. They came up with ideas that they all like and enjoy, simple things like giving the dog a bath or making pancakes. Your family could come up with their own ideas or you could come up with ideas for yourself. Consider it self-care and simple activities that could be done right at home that don't cost a thing. Anyhow, try out your own version of the joy jar and let me know how it goes or what variations you put in place. You can message me on Instagram or email me at drsukameli at thelemontreecoaching.com. That's D-R period S-U-C-A-M-E-L-E at thelemontreecoaching.com. You can also find several pre-made versions of the Joy Jar online if you'd like to gift one to somebody in your life, but I like to make my own and have it be very personalized regardless of what I intend to do with it. I also like the idea of adding the good to the jar rather than taking the good out of the jar. Either way, there's no one right way to do it and you just need to do what works best for you in whatever setting you decide to incorporate it into. 
Another idea could be just having a joy jar or gratitude jar out at Thanksgiving in which everyone adds to throughout the day or days you are together, and perhaps after dinner, the submissions get read, or a responsible and trustworthy person could hold on to the jar for a year, and the readings could be done the following year. Again, lots of ideas. And it's easy to fixate on the negative, especially during the holidays, which can be very stressful for a variety of reasons. And according to Jeffrey Froh, psychology professor at Hofstra University and the author of Thrive, 10 Commandments for 20-somethings to Live the Best Life Possible, by writing the happiest moment of our day onto a piece of paper daily and putting it into a jar, we're training our brains to scan our environment for the positive and to become a blessing detector. And feel free to put whatever you want into your jar. If you are doing a group jar, there should not be any judgment when it comes to sharing what really lit up another person. You may even consider archiving your joy jars for years to come or taking the papers out and filing them away somewhere safe so the container can be reused. And while the container itself is not the most important part of the joy jar, students or young family members could decorate the container. You could even use a tissue box. Just remember what goes inside the joy jar is more important than how it looks. You could even do a friendship jar that you share with a close friend and review past moments and the good times. You could do a bride-to-be jar and keep track of all the positives while planning the wedding, as these times can also be very stressful and important not to lose sight of what the wedding is really about or should be about. Maybe the night before the wedding, the bridal party could share all of the positives. Just so many fun ideas. Well, much gratitude for you listening to this episode. Hopefully you've come away with some fun ideas for the classroom or home, especially when we have some time off. I know not all of us will, but perhaps a joy jar can help keep some perspective and help refocus on what is going right and that there are good moments within the stress of the holidays. Okay, so there you have it. In this episode, we talked about joy jars, happiness jars, and a variety of other jars. If you like my show, please follow or subscribe wherever you are listening so you don't miss an episode. And don't forget to leave a rating or a review. And much gratitude if you take a moment to do so. And if you are interested and would like to receive daily inspiration via social media, you can join the Lemon Tree Coaching community on Instagram at the Lemon Tree Coaching. And teachers, you may want to check out my TPT store called The Lemon Tree by AKS. There are some free lessons you can download or explore the shop for more. I post new items every week. And if you have any questions or need help finding resources, please feel free to reach out. You know how to find me online. And once again, this is Dr. Allison Sukumeli saying it's been a pleasure sharing the space with you. And until next time, have fun, be safe.